0: Recorded live. Hello, people, and welcome to Strange Talk with your host here, Doc. I hope your day is beautiful. My day is lovely. I'm alive. I'm breathing. The weather is nice. I got a good dinner coming. The NFL draft started. I got no complaints. Let's have a good show. Uh, you could reach me here every Monday and Friday at twelve noon Eastern Standard Time seven two four 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 seven four four four. Caller ID number is one four five zero four eight. That's Strange Talk with Doc, where you could find me on iTunes, YouTube, uh, podcast dot com, Vimo, and naturally where I'm calling in from right this very moment talks you, all with the tag, Strange Talk with Doc. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, same exact tagline. I like to start every show by saying and making it very clear that I'm not a news show, a politics show, a sports show, or entertainment show. I'm not going to open up that third eye of yours. That's on you, my friend. But I will talk about all those subjects. I will talk about each and anything in this world that I find interesting, and I hope that it also interests you. So let's start off. The motif for this show in particular is something that I say every day, and I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I always say to myself every day, rise up against thine self and be true. And... I will get deeper into that later, but that's just a nugget. That's the motif of this show. Rise up against thine self and be true. So we got some we got the NBA playoffs, and it's heating up. We got, um, let's see what's happened. The Spurs were eliminated four games to one. Trailblazers will eliminate four games to zip. The Heat were eliminated four games to one. Timberwolves are eliminated four games to one. We have the Raptors versus the Wizards. They're sitting at 3-2 and two with the advantage to the Raptors. I'm still picking the Raptors to win this series. The Cavs are up 3-2 over the Pacers. I'm picking the Cavs to beat the Pacers. Golden State and the Pelicans will be kicking off as opponents in round two. So that hasn't even started yet. We have the Jazz up 3-2 over OKC. I'm going to go with my old hometown of Utah or old home state of Utah to beat OKC. And the Celtics and the bucks they've given us a game seven for all the marbles. Very interesting situation. Uh, The game is in Boston. I am going with the Boston Celtics to close this series out. Now the WWE is having their greatest Royal Rumble in a Middle East a middle in the Middle East today at twelve noon, which automatically eliminates all female participants. I hope that the ladies do not lose a payday because of this. I hear that the WWE is going to make an outlandish amount of money. That's why they're over there. I wish all the gentlemen that's performing for us, nothing but safety. I wish them a good show. I wish that they don't do anything that upsets that culture over there, that any kind of grief falls back on any performer. I want them to get there and get the hell out of there. I like the women on every pay-per-view, but unfortunately, because of the olden days, culture that's going on over there, that's not happening. You're not going to have women in tight little short shorts performing when they barely got the right to drive over there. So I'm hoping for a good show, and this is a very weird one. It's a pay-per-view, WWE, 12 o'clock noon on a non-holiday work day. So most people are going to have to watch this on rebroadcast because Think about it. The kids are in school and people are at work. So it's a very bizarre situation. Uh, I hope that they don't do more than one of these per year. But I guess Vince needs to subsidize this XFL. And this is a way to do it. Dubai is swimming with cash and he's taking advantage. I believe there's Saudi Arabia or Dubai, one of those countries. Now I'm going to say... To little dumbass, Noah Crowley. He's 18-year-old, so he should know a lot better than this. He tries to be cute and send his girlfriend, I guess, a prom, virtual prom message. And what he said is, if I was black, I'd be picking cotton. Noah, this is 2018. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Maybe you don't pick up the newspaper, maybe you don't leave the house, maybe the neighborhood you live in is a all white neighborhood. I don't know too many places where black people are just picking cotton in twenty eighteen. Come out of the fucking cave that you're living in. You're little boy. Be smarter than that. You're not ten years old. It's nothing cute about this. I hope two things happen in this situation. One, the school bans them from the prom. And two, that the young lady doesn't want to be associated with you, and she tells you go fuck yourself, Noah. So this is a lose-lose situation for you. There's some growing up that needs to be done. I hope that his parents didn't raise him like this. I hope that there's a learning lesson here. I hope that he opens his eyes and sees that this does not make sense to have this kind of attitude. There's a lot of other things that he could have said. You didn't have to throw anybody's race. You didn't have to throw sexuality in there. You could have left it benign for the most part and just said, you know what? Instead of even picking the star football player, baby, pick me. Anything. Something that's going to be non-offensive. Not that you have to be so non-offensive in this life. There's going to be something that's going to offend everybody, but you targeted a whole race of people and then tried to make them look bad, and it makes no sense when it's not even reality. This is not 1769. This is 2018. I have never really met anybody who picks cotton for a living, and I'm sure people still do it, but I have never met one. Okay? Okay. So we had the Waffle House shooting suspect, Travis Rankin. He was captured this week. And naturally, as we all knew, loaded gun in the car, kid was captured without incident. Kid gloves was used. He walked into a precinct. He was booked. He was fingerprinted. He will await trial. He will have the opportunity to stand in front of a judge and claim that he's not innocent of this, of these charges safely. Now the same kind of uh, respect and dignity for the accused and I'm quote unquote here, accused should be extended to all other groups of people. No longer should death penalties be put on traffic stops, people standing in their backyards, even if a person is thought to be carrying a gun, unless they reach for said weapon, the death penalty should not apply. It has been proven that psycho killers could actually walk in cuffed without incident, and like I said, it just needs to be applied to all people. Every person should have their day in court without being uh, the judge, jury, and executioner on a sidewalk. Now, I'd like to say a rest in peace to Mr. Bob doruf who in my day wrote the schoolhouse rock jingles. Every Saturday morning, if you're around my age, you got up, ABC had the cartoons on, and you would see one of his schoolhouse rock little vignette cartoons, a bill is a bill, etc. And they were fun. We all learnt, we all knew them. We all learned something, and we all sung along. Innocent time in life, and I just like to say, for a person that brought a lot of young people joy. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace to you. Now, there was an arrest this week in Alabama at another Waffle House. A young black woman, Chazia Clemens, was arrested. Uh, Okay. Her top came down, but they asked this young lady, it seems to be, several times to leave the establishment. I don't you know, right is right and wrong is wrong to me no matter who is doing it. So I'm colorblind to right, and I'm colorblind to wrong. I, I, I champion right, and I discourage wrong at every turn. One, young lady, if you're coming out and you're wearing a halter, I don't know, do something to cover your titties. That's, not, that's on you. And two, if you're asked to leave an establishment, then leave the fucking establishment. There's no need to scream, holler, cuss, and fight. We can't make every case into a federal case. And it seems like this is where we are standing at right now. And and it disturbs me when there's injustice, but it also disturbs me when somebody is being so combative towards a situation that could be chilled out by just being rational. Rational is still a thing. And it's still fine to be rational. Okay, we had a lunatic in Toronto. Alex Mina Asia, twenty five year old guy. He kills ten people by running them down in a van. He injures another fifteen people or so. Now naturally, I hate to do this, but I'm going to lump him up with Travis Rankin because I have to. We automatically go to all forms of mental illness when it's these white perpetrators to these crimes. They are causing not singular or minor, but we're talking about they are causing mass havoc to human beings. And we give them a back door by automatically saying that there's something mentally wrong. Now, we know about the Travis ranking. His father was complicit in his crime by returning those guns to a son. If he cared about this son, he would have did everything in his power to make sure that he got the mental health issues in his life addressed, and he did not do that. Now, this Alex guy, I mean, all I'm hearing, he's a lonely guy. This He didn't know how to talk to girls. He's scared to drive, this, that, and the other. You know what? Ten families... Lost their people. And those 10 families affect other families because of coworkers, people they went to school with. He wrecked lives. So I have zero sympathy for this young man. What he did was evil. And we can say that. We don't have to look for some other excuse. Evil exists. Evil exists. Every day of your life and the days after you go, evil will still exist. And it's all right to call evil what it is, evil. So let's cut the shit. We can't just be a society that labels somebody whose name Muhammad or Ali or Sharif when they do something evil. And if your name is Robert Johnson, what you did is not evil. There is a scale. The scale tips at the same for everybody if the person who puts the two weights on the scale is blind. They're not looking for prejudice going into it. And we'd be a much better world if we actually looked at the scale and had a blindfold on and just weighed, weighed what was happening. It's enough of this black kid is a thug And a white kid has a mental illness. You know, there are white dogs. There have been white dogs forever. There are black dogs. There are black mentally ill kids. There are white mentally ill kids. And every mentally ill person is not likely to do crime or cause havoc. And you know what? If somebody, if you know, this is the thing. Everybody's so clear to call Joe Blow mentally ill after he's done damage to other people's children, but nobody calls out the mental illness before it happens. Nobody puts him on the carpet and says, you know what, we gotta we gotta control this situation before it gets out of hand. So white criminal, black criminal, there's one thing in common criminals. That's the only thing we need to look at. Fuck. If he's Hispanic, Asian, white, or black, the only thing that counts is criminal. And that's the commonality, and that's the thing that we need to eradicate, the criminal element. Fuck the color of the person perpetrating the crime. That is of no consequence. The consequence is that a crime has happened and that an innocent person has been hurt. Well, this is a huge weekend, and this is another reason I didn't understand why the WWE would set up their Royal Rumble for the same day that the movie of all movies is being released. Avengers Affinity Wars is going to be in the theaters. And when I, by the time I speak to you Monday, I'm going to have an astronomical figure that I'm going to quote about the amount of money that this movie made over the weekend alone. I'm sure every theater nationwide is going to be jam-packed. And I'm talking from matinee to late night showing, the regular IMAX and the 3D. So I'm figuring, conservatively, over 200, maybe 300 million in the first weekend alone. And I'm hoping that this movie's spectacular. No, I will not be one of those knuckleheads running out there to see this movie this weekend. I'm going to let it settle down a little bit. I like the theaters to be a little less. Crowded. I wanted to, so I could focus on the movie. I've been absolutely, positively loving all Marvel films. I think Marvel's got some gold. I want that gold to continue being struck. I don't want anything to change. Whoever's at the top, I applaud you. you are doing a great job. Uh, Favaro and these guys are pumping them out well. The stories blend into each other. Marvel is a beautiful thing off the pages of those comic books that I used to read as a child to now being able to see it visual and it's even better than I could have ever dreamed when I think about what Batman used to look like with Adam West and and Christopher Reeves as the original uh, Superman in the movies and how comical those now look compared to this beautiful cinematic masterpieces that we're getting It's a fantastic thing. Now, I'm going to give a couple of shows a big thumbs up. I never thought I would say this because I was no fan of him on Side Night Live. nor was I a fan of him on 30 Rock. But Tracy Morgan's got a gem in The Last OG. The Last OG is a good television show. I don't give a damn what color you are. It's good. It's good. This is good comedy, not over-the-top comedy. Maybe this is a subdued uh, Tracy Morgan that's used to, and I think that's why I like it. Because he's not playing the buffoon, he's not playing the clown, he's just being a person. Cedric the Entertainer is fantastic in it. Big thumbs up. Now, this is one that's getting ready to close out, and it's called Unsolved Tuba, Who Killed Tupac and Biggie? Uh, very good show. Bokeem Woodbine is good in it. Uh, Fergie's ex-husband, I don't know his name, uh, Josh about. he's very good in it. The story floats. A matter of fact, you know a show is good that when it ends that episode, you're like, damn, I wish I had a little bit longer. That's when you know a show is good, when you're asking for more instead of saying, I wish that was shorter. So that's a pretty good thing. Well, Meek Mill has now been released. From prison, he has to go back to court, and the judge has not rescinded herself. but I say one thing to Mr. Meek Mill with great power comes great responsibility, my friend, you made promises that you was not going to forget about those incarcerated in the system, same way that you was incarcerated in the system, who didn't have the means the opportunity. Or the star power that you had to have owners of NFL, NBA, top comics, pro players come visit you and keep your name out there and make it a movement. Well, I did, I do think that he did change or he wants the hashtag from Free Meek Mill to now say reform the justice system. And we do have a problem. Parole. And probation is a joke when you're relocking people up for shit like turning on a red light or speeding five miles over the speed limit. That's not a reason to put a person back in the penitentiary. It makes no sense. I think the only way that you really violate parole or probation, and I'm not even talking about staying out 20 minutes past your curfew because that's bullshit for a grown-up. I am talking about if you commit another offense and I don't know how they think that you going five miles per hour over the speed limit is going, And then them locking you up and costing taxpayers money is going to now stop you from offending. They put you in a washing machine and in that washing machine, and you know how it goes. It just goes round and round. And most people won't have the means, the opportunity. They're not involved with rock nation. They don't have Jay Z's as friends. They are going to come back out, and they're going to recommit crimes because, you know, if you're listening to me, are you hiring a, are you hiring a felon? And, and now this person is a felon who also has parole or probation violations that sent them back to the prison. So that person is like in a never-ending washing machine cycle, and it's uh, something has to be done about that. And so... Like I said, with great power comes great responsibility, Mr. Meek Mill. And I hope that you're a man of your word, that you would keep your word, and that you would continue to fight the fight for others because you were just a face. You happen to be a celebrity face to a problem of invisible people. And these invisible people need – every invisible cause needs a, a leader, a face that poster that people could point to and say, okay, well, I understand now. And so now the resources and the things that you have work within the system. Put out some positive music, man. Put out some uplifting stuff. You could be, this could be bigger than you could ever dream now. I mean, you have a, uh, you've been handed a platform because you lived it. And if you're real, this thing could blow up. And you could be somebody important in a lot of people's lives, Meek. I know you're not listening, but I'm I'm making a point, okay? This is Doc with Strange Talk with Doc, and I can be reached here every Monday and Friday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, 724-444-7444. The call ID is 145048. I'm on iTunes, Vimo, YouTube, naturally, TalkShoe, and a place called Podcast.com. I have older shows. I have clips of shows. You can comment, like, and I prefer that you would not just comment, like, but also subscribe to especially my YouTube channel, okay? Now, I want to give a thumbs up. To these Fullington, Louisiana young men who were out playing basketball, and a funeral procession passed by, and they took it upon themselves to have dignity, respect, and show some honor, I guess, to their parents or maybe their grands or brothers or sisters, somebody who taught them to honor others, and they kneeled as this procession passed by. And you know what? Every young person isn't a bad person. Some young people have it in their heart to do the right thing. And you know what? I think that they deserve. I mean, we ain't got to go overboard. There's no medals or anything like that deserved. But we can give them a thumbs up. And I give them a thumbs up. A thumbs up to these young men in Fullerton, Fulton, Louisiana. Pretty cool thing. Now, just something comical. Because I'm going to talk about it. I mean, I guess the video went pretty viral, and a lot of people seen it. Or it was just pictures, and that went viral. But a golfer was attacked by a goose. Now, here in North Carolina, man, these geese, they don't get out your way even when you're driving. I mean, I go to this one little strip mall, and if they're in the road, man, you just basically got to stand there. And one thing I've seen, I've seen a lot of roadkill here I've seen possum roadkill, I've seen rabbit roadkill, I've seen deer roadkill, I've seen um, squirrel roadkill, I have never seen a geese or goose roadkill, so it seems like people avoid them at all costs, and besides, they are some big ass birds, man, and they seem to be very aggressive, I don't particularly like them, we have a Walmart nearby, they be a nat one, they they're big lots i mean they're all over the place and like i said they you can honk your horn at you it doesn't even startle them i don't know what's going on in their little peanut brains but so they attacked this golfer guy and on golf courses depending on where you're golfing i've been on a golf course where there was a report of a bear but i have definitely seen uh I've seen uh gophers on golf course, I've seen deers on golf course and you know what? Personally, as a city boy from Brooklyn, New York, to see a family of deer deers are some big bastards if you don't like them too close. First of all, as much as I like venison, I don't eat it often, deers are a vile creature. Lyme disease, you do not want a tick from a deer getting on you. It could change your whole entire life. So forget about them just kicking you or something. Just to have one of them get them damn ticks on you, like I said, Lyme disease will change your whole world. So if you're in a golf course, I mean, it's got water, you've got mulch, geese, birds, and stuff like that seem to love it. Not only enjoy the game, and I always want you to enjoy your golf game, because it's a great game. But don't be oblivious to what's going on. Keep your eyes about you. See what's coming in your inner circle. I mean, and 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 I hate to say this, but it's the God's honest truth. Just sitting on a golf course, you have a club basically in close proximity, and if anything that you can. Get, you know any way that you could defend yourself against anything you have a club, you don't have to back down. I mean me personally, I'm not backing down.'m I'm hit I'm, I'm trying to drive that geese's head into the ground. my club. that's just me talking personal. I don't know about you, but that's me. Now, Xavier D. Wells, a 25 year old. He was charged with murder after shooting three people who flashed cash on social media from a lawsuit settlement. And I have something to say about this. What are people trying to do on social media, really? Are they trying to win some kind of social media award that doesn't really exist? Why do you need to, to write? What do you feel you need to show off to others? It's your personal life. Do you realize that most people don't root for you? Most people hope that you fail. Most people, it's sad and unfortunate, but it's the truth. Most people rather see you have some form of a demise than a rise. So why would I show you my riches? Why would I show you anything online? Why would I even show you my meal? You know, because you probably sit there and say, I fucking hope you choke on it, Yeah. You know? so i i i i don't i don't play the social media game for likes and such because i don't i am not looking for any social media post of the year like of the year that's not what my life entails that's not what i am about i just think that it makes no sense it makes no sense at all especially cash people are starving They will set you up in a heartbeat. Now, you you, you might have these people from these small places where everything is lovey-dovey, you know, uh, kumbaya. But that's not reality in most places. Most places, somebody's kicking in your fucking front door, and they want to know where the jewelry is. They want to know where the money is. I mean, why, why are you posting pictures of your woman's fat ass? You'll see her fat ass. Does anybody else need to see her fat ass? Because now the next man who likes fat ass is going to want to have her from you. So why tempt? Why, why play that game of tempting people with bullshit? Leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. There are things that should be on social media and there's things that shouldn't be on social media. Your finances, your return check from IRS, your bonus from your job, those are not things that you should post. If somebody doesn't see you with it directly, what is it in any of their business? Now, being a New Yorker, this one I did not like at all, but I've been in situations where I've seen things like this happen. A young lady gets bit on the subway after a person brings a fucking pit bull on a train. I hate pit bulls. I don't. I, I think there's no need for a pit bull around human beings to say, I know, yes, how you raise them. And mine is the sweetest pit bull. Fluffy is adorable. It wouldn't hurt a flea. Yeah, Fluffy's a natural-born killer. It's in Fluffy's DNA to be a natural-born killer. It has not been bred out of this particular breed of dogs. Some dogs, the aggression has been bred out of. Bulldogs are teddy bears because over the century, they have the aggressive streak that used to allow them to literally attack bulls, has been bred out to. Is now it just looks rough, but it's kind tender. Pit bulls, you can look in a pit bull's eye, and there's a fierceness there. It's almost like an animal that belongs in the Serengeti. It does not belong intermingling with humans. It will attack anything from a baby to a 90-year-old, and this is well documented. And the trains are a rough enough place. Now, you don't actually, this is like I was saying earlier, some confrontations you leave alone. If this was a confrontation this young lady could have avoided because it's a not winnable situation. There are some things in life that are not winnable. If you're many me, you could not beat up Andre the Giant, so there's no need in barking up that tree you If you got a psycho who's stupid enough to bring a fucking pit bull on a crowded train. That's not the particular person that you want to get in a debate with because they're already unstable by saying that they've proven to everybody they don't give a damn about any other human beings. So you don't bother that. I hope she recovers. I hope it's not a big deal to her, but I'm sure for the rest of her life she'll be always a little leery about dogs. Now, mister Ben Carson. Ben Carson's a real piece of work. His, his idea to help the poor people who are in HUD and being subsidized is to actually raise their rent. Ben Carson has done nothing at all to actually help anybody. But then again, what are you going to do when you get a brain surgeon and then put him in control of housing and development? A position that he is unqualified for, and I believe his only qualifications is he's one, he's black, and at one point in his life, when it was out of his control and he was a ward of someone else, he lived in a housing project. Uh, Trump, I wish you could do a better job of getting people who cared about human beings to help human beings. Now, this is just me personally. This is Doc with Strange Talk, and I must say, I approve this message, I'm about to say 100%. This show is not for Trump supporters. It really is not for Trump supporters. If you support Trump, his administration, and the nonsense that is going on with his administration, his appointees, and how they do not seem to care about the little man, then I am basically, I'm not for you. I'm not for you. This is not for you. I don't want to sit here and spend my whole life talking about this guy, but it seems like show after show after show after show, I have to talk about him because it would be irresponsible on my part not to bring up some of the lunacy that is going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington because these are real people's lives affected when you talk about health care, housing. Social security, taxes, things of that nature. And all we get is tweets, big ups to Kanye about bullshit, while the little guy is getting choked. He's getting choked and choked more and more each day. And lack of finance is a boa constrictor to any human being who's in that position. It's a it's a boa constrictor that you really have no defense. It's your hands are tied behind your back, and somebody's put the biggest boa constrictor around your neck. Eventually, you're not going to eat. Eventually, you're not going to have any place to stay. You're going to wilder up and die, and you're going to hope for the best, and the best might not happen. You know, and come to mention Mr. Kanye. Kanye, who has been very, very, very quiet lately, Well, for about a year. Lately, I'm sorry, people. My bad. Has been very, very vocal tweets and such and such with a lot of support of uh, Trump wearing the magna hat. He's got his boy Chance the Rapper backing him up. Now, I'm going to say something in defense of Kanye, and I'm going to say something against Kanye. My defense of Kanye is this. This is the United States of America you have the right to feel what you feel. You have the right to be as stupid as you possibly want to be as long as it's not criminal. And I will not take that right away from any American. You have that right. You have that right to spout off as much propaganda as long as it brings no harm. But Kanye has to realize Matter of fact, I'm going to preface this by saying three very important people in my life that I do not know, they come from the celebrity world. One is Eddie Vedder, one is Peter Gabriel, and another is Howard Stern. I love these men, have not met these men, but these men have brought me hours and hours, and endless hours of pleasure. They made me think, they made me feel, they made me laugh, they made me emote. And for that, I will be indebted to them my entire life. So in a deep sense of the word, I love them, have not met them. And there are people who feel this way about Kanye and feel this way about chance. Now, I hope that they are mentally strong enough to continue to have their own views that they could separate what this man makes them feel with his music, from what this man's politics are. You can agree to disagree. And I disagree with Kanye that this is a hell of a time. I don't know if it's propaganda. I don't know uh, because you've got these projects. He said he's got five albums coming out, and the way to drum up business is to be as controversial as humanly possible because there's no black man that should be walking around America with a magna hat on. Sure, we want to make America great, but there was never a time, people, in the history of this country that America was, in fact, great to begin with to make it great again because, one, you have to take into consideration that America had slavery, which automatically eliminated it from being great. Then you had, after slavery, you had Jim Crow, which eliminated it from being great. And then, three, you had America's apartheid and a lack of respect for women. And that automatically eliminated America from being great. So the goal is to make America great. But you can't be great unless everybody's treated with dignity and respect. So, Kanye, I don't take offense that you feel the way that you feel about anything that you feel. But I would like some sensitivity towards those young people, those who blindly follow celebrities as though they are idols and gods. Let that be known, too. Tweet that out. Tweet you know what keep your thoughts because i feel something doesn't mean you have to feel something and this goes back to my original thought and i said i would get into it rise up against thine self and be true every day we come across things in our lives but we have to actually challenge ourselves we have to challenge our thoughts we have to challenge our beliefs we have to say to ourselves Am I being the truest version of myself, or am I being uh, what's pumped into me by mommy, daddy, some form of dogma, uh, society, culture, because of my upbringing, my color? And I refuse. If anything, the doc stands for the most on this planet is freedom. I believe in freedom. I've always fought for freedom. I will fight to die free. If I, I tell you now, if I was a homosexual and I would have been a homosexual, say at 10, even though I grew up in a neighborhood where homosexuals would have got smashed, bashed, and beaten, I would have been out because that's just who I am. You wasn't going to stop me from being me. I've always fought to be me. I've always fought said, you know what, no matter who's there or who's not there, at the end of the day, as the great Stevie Wonder said, and then re-sung so well by George Michaels, they won't go when I go. I'm responsible for being able to look at that person in the mirror daily, not sometime, not part of the time, but every single time, and proudly have that, those eyes that look back say, okay, you're all right, dude. I love you. You're my man. Okay? So it's very important that you rise up against yourself, that you, you take a daily evaluation of, is it me or is it the shit around me that I'm living? Because I found out, okay, we're talking about social media a little bit, and I wanted to bring it back to this. What kind of social media person are you? Are you a social media person where 90% of your posts are other people's thoughts and 5% is your thought? Are you a person who 90% of your posts come from your mind, your soul, your brain, and the 5% of the other posts will be about other things, but you expound on them? And see, that's the difference between... That lets a person's intelligent level shine right there. Are they led by others, or do they lead the way themselves? So you must rise up at all times. Matter of fact, people expose themselves all the time. I know a lot of people, they post a lot on social media, and and we're talking years of evaluation, and you say... You know, I've never seen that person post an original thought. It's always somebody else's quote. It's always somebody else's picture. It's always somebody else's life. What's going on in your head? Why do you take such pride in sending out, disseminating information that you haven't done any due diligence on, you haven't done any background on, but it comes from somebody else's mouth, so it becomes your gospel? You know? So Laval Ball takes his boy, Lamello and LiAngelo, and he leaves Lithuania. I mean, nobody's shocked that eventually that was going to end bad. Are you? Uh, Doc's not. Now, the sad part is Lamello no, no, LiAngelo, 16, 17 years old. He's not eligible to go back – well, I guess he could go back to high school and get his high school diploma – but he's not eligible to go to college. He's too young to sign up for the D-League or any other league. Uh, He didn't shine like a bright Christmas tree in this Lithuania league, only in the big ball of brand games. I think LeBard Ball did both of these young men a total disservice, a total disservice. I don't know anything about him as a father, but I think that this was a You know, as much as he thought he had it together with uh, the one that's in the pros now on the Lakers, as much as he thought he had it together with him, that he had the same thing with the other two, and maybe the talent level was just not there. I mean, uh, I didn't think that there was a need with the brother in the pros, and the family doesn't seem to be struggling, that he actually needed to go halfway around the world and, Pull one from college and one from high school. And I'm hoping for the best for them. I hope that they work hard as hell if this is their dream. If this is their dream, nobody's going to hand you an MBA life. So they got to, you know, they got to get down to nuts and bolts and shoot jumpers all day and dribble and go to coaches outside of the bar because you gotta be able to see what the rest of the world is going to see. Your deficiencies are. Maybe Dad might not tell you you have any deficiencies, and that might be a part of the problem. But I wish them, I wish them the best. New Jersey, and this sounds just like New Jersey. We got a stupid ass uh, a lady that's in charge of the uh, Department of Transportation berating officers. On tape. I mean, she has to know that, you know, all these cars, state trooper cars, are recording almost every word you say. That's why sometimes it's best not to say anything. And she pulled the, I'm the most privileged, don't you know who I am? This is my daughter, and I'm so ashamed of you. And you know what? And so now she has to resign from her job. She looks like a fool. Fat ass Christie appointed her. Christie, a li- lot like Trump. Not making a lot of good moves during his political career. Um, it's shameful for her, shameful for her daughter, shameful for uh, the state of New Jersey. I mean, she's pulling a Sopranos when you're in a position of authority. It's not. It's not cool, man. You don't do this. You know what? I am not a big uh, thumbs up to cops, but they're human beings too. And if they're not in the wrong then don't treat them like fucking little boys. Don't treat them like dogs. Like I said, I don't give a damn about what your color is. When it comes to right and wrong, I see two things. I see right, I see wrong. So we all know what the biggie is. So Bill Cosby has been convicted of sexually assaulting that woman. And this is a classic case of I don't give a rat's ass about how many times over the years I've laughed at the Cosby Show. I don't care about the Jello Pudding Pops. I don't care about the image that he is so carefully crafted. That much like Tiger Woods was a facade. You know what, Bill? I tell, I've said this on this show plenty of times, and I'll say it again. If you're not willing, to commit, and be loyal, then that is not something that you do to create or craft an image. Humans are affected. Your wife was affected. Your child is affected. Those in your family who love you, friends, are affected. The people who are victims and their people are affected. And all you had to do was instead of saying I'm going to make this perfectly crafted image of who I want the world to think I am, say I'm a freaky motherfucker and I'm going to stay single. I need a lot of women. And you would have had a lot of women. And you might have had a lot of willing participants that you would have never had to drug anybody. But because you needed to keep this persona of fakeness going and keep perpetuating this lie, It came back and it bit you in the ass. And the possibility that you could spend your last days in some kind of hospital or jail setting is sad. But you did this. You did this. Nobody else did this. Nobody pulled the gun and said that you should put Kralu's in a woman's drink. I mean, you know what? If you could handle it. And see, that's called rising up against thyself and being true. Being able to accept who you are, even if you are a sick motherfucker. Accept who you are. You know? No. You know what? I'm not the marrying type. I know it looks better for my image to have a wife and a kid and the picket fence and all this bullshit. But you know what? I like a lot of women. I need to run through thousands of women. And matter of fact, I'm such a sick bastard. Nobody else needed to know this, but you say, you know what, baby? I need girls that like to act like they're dead or sleeping when I get off with them. And you'd have had no problems, man, but no loyalty. No loyalty to the wife, no loyalty to yourself, because you couldn't just rise up against yourself and be true. The person, the first person that you lied to is yourself. And then from there, it spills out to the world. It, the light doesn't start to outsize and then come in. It starts from inside and goes out. And Bill, for that, man, to destroy the legacy that you have over sex, man, is bullshit. I'm a married man. I've been married now uh, going on about a month away from 23 years. And in These 23 years, and I'm nobody special, I haven't texted, I haven't took out for drinks, I haven't DM'd, I haven't touched, kissed, or anything another woman. I got the shit out of my system before I decided that I was going to bring somebody in my world like that, before I knew, I made sure that every ounce of all of that stuff was gone, and so, then all you're left with after you make that commitment is your fantasies. That's what ranking offers for your fantasies, your blown opportunities, the what ifs. But you have got to be able to settle it in your soul that I am past that. I no longer need to venture out. And so, if you don't do the wrong thing, you'll never. You'll never catch a disease. You'll never bring home a disease to your wife. You'll never bring home a stray baby. Uh, You'll never say, I'm being arrested for sexual assault because you won't be sexually assaulting anybody. The other women will be there. Yeah, you might do a flirt, you wink. You still want to be attracted, and you still want to find other women attractive, but you leave it at that. And you you put all your energy, your focus into your home life, into your woman, the one that you made a commitment before yourself and whoever your God is, that you were going to honor that. And if you can't even honor that, you leave yourself eligible for everything. So Bill Cosby, being that phony, came back and it bit you in the ass, man. And I wish women didn't wait as long. And I'm sure they're sitting back now saying, damn, If we would have got him 10, 15 years ago, when he was only 65, the world wouldn't look at him, maybe with any empathy or sympathy, and we could just throw his ass in jail. But you waited. Don't wait any longer. No longer. You know? And, you know, I don't know how this fits in. I don't know who he knew or who he felt was violated. But Hannibal Barris said this shit back in 2014, and I'm going to quote you. He said, I want to make... I want to make it weird for you to watch Bill Cosby reruns. If you don't know about it, trust me. When you leave here, and he was doing a, a comedy show at the time, he said, Google Bill Cosby rape, and that shit has more results than me, Harris, Hannibal Barris. And this was 2014 before any of this came out. But he must have known maybe a woman through the industry or who knows, who had told him some stories and while he was doing his comedy, and I didn't even know who the hell Hannibal Barris was at the time, but he spilled this nugget, and it seemed like ever since then, this thing has been off to the races. But there's nobody that you can blame more than you can blame Bill Cosby. I'm going to say congratulations before I get out of here to Baker Mayfield for being the number one pick in the draft. I think that Josh Allen ended up in the sweetest spot by being picked by the Cardinals who need a quarterback. Uh I don't give a damn what he said about the nine teams are gonna pay. I just think that's bravado and I don't think it's a big deal. I also think that Josh um what the hell is this kid's name? The one who got picked by the Buffalo Bills, he's gonna have a little bit of explaining to do when he goes up to Buffalo and the owners are going to have to say, you know, him spewing the N-word on Twitter a couple of times or Instagram or whatever that was. He's going to hash this out with his teammates. But I think that Buffalo would be a place that would definitely be able to handle it because Buffalo's got a lot of racial issues up there. So I don't think they'll actually frown on him. So he should be fine. The next two, this next day of the draft should be very interesting. I'm not a big draft watcher. I keep up with it afterwards, but I'm not staying up to 12 o'clock watching young men get their names called and walk across the stage and put on a baseball hat. That's just not me. Now, very last thing, and I don't care how this comes off, we got this caravan that's heading towards our U.S.-Mexican border with busloads of immigrants. And I say... United States of America, if they're illegal, we have to do whatever we have to do to make sure that they do not get in the country. If we're not uh, allowing uh, asylum, then we're not allowing asylum. You can't just bum rush our borders. Our borders have to mean something. People die for our borders. Illegal means something to me. It's Always will mean something. Illegal is illegal. We have Americans hurting, and charity must start at home. Let's take care of those on our side of the wall first before we start taking care of those on anybody else's walls, anybody else's soil. And to the Flint, Michigans, and the little poor kids in in Arkansas, and, and, and all these other places, have dinner tonight. I'm not concerned. So much about the world. I'm going to be selfish and call my world United States of America for this very moment. And then two, things get better here. And two, a kid does not have to eat ramen noodles for dinner here. I'm not worried about the kid in Venezuela eating ramen noodles. I'm worried about the kid right here. who knows? maybe 25 miles away from where I'm speaking. No parents at home because they're working to feed him, and all he's stuck with is a damn banana or something. I'm worried about this. Now, this is Doc, and this has been Strange Talk with Doc. Like I said before, and I'll say it again, you can reach me every Monday and Friday at 724 444 Call ID is 145048. I'm on Vimo, YouTube, iTunes, podcast.com, and Talk Show. It's been my pleasure talking to you. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget about the wrestling, the NBA playoffs. You got the Avengers. So there's things to do, and if the weather's beautiful, you might want to hold off on all of those tonight, time. Go out and suck up some of that weather. Go hit some golf balls. Go play catch with that sun. Put that fucking fishing rod. I hate fishing, but go fishing. Do something with the family, man. Put some love and bonds into your own family, and let's not focus so much on the outside world. You can catch the Avengers next week. Not that I'm trying to take money out the Avengers' hands or pockets. That's not what I'm doing. But if you have got a 70, 80 degree weekend and you suffered through a hard winter, go out and enjoy yourself, man. Put some shorts on. Just take a walk. Have a drink. Drink some coffee. Talk some shit with the guys, or your woman. Walk around the park. And I'm going to sign off now. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, no matter what is going on in this wacky world we live in, I'm just going to tell you, my friends, peace.